Welcome to Capture Culture, where worlds collide, creatives thrive, and the beat never dies. That's Adam. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Alex, coming fresh with the mic check and thanking you for the time you're about to invest. Adam. Whoa. Yes, sir. Adam, we're, we're, we're doing this show today, right? It's our yeah. origins. And I was like, when did I meet you? How long ago? Like, how long has it been? I think it was. It's been, a, it's been over it's been 15 a, years, right? Something like that. You know, it feels like that, dude. dude it's been. It, it, ha it has that feeling like I've known you yeah. for a long ass fucking time. I have known you for a long time. It's been but a decade. 2012. 2012. I was going to say the same thing. 2012. 2012. Um, so it's actually been a decade of friendship, my yeah, boy. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool, man. That's, I mean, hey, are you sure it's 2012, though? Did you, when did you start Chili's? That's, that's the big, big. That's yeah, I think it was around 2012. Well, what I did was I just went to my photos and I looked at photos mm -hmm. and like when my first like chili photo popped up and the date and it that's was when you August, August 2012. And I know I got hired like in February. So, bro, I remember when I, I first met you, I did not like you. I was like, who's this fucking guy? You know, he's coming here to take my <laughs> spot. You know, like these are, like I was I the, already the token Middle Eastern guy, you know, it's the <laughs> Middle Eastern. I was like, oh, there can't be another Middle Eastern guy here, you know? And uh, yeah. no, you turned out to be pretty chill. I think out of the first right. conversation I had with you, we were on the sitting on the small side, closing. Um, I remember I was I was they always put me on the small side because uh, I was not the greatest. Um, but the small, but uh, you know I would be closing you out had the your small moments. side. Yeah, you know I'd, I'd be closing out the small side, and that's where I people think you would trained me. I think did, did I, you train me? I think me? I did. I think, I think I did. you might have. I think you might have trained me like one day. day yeah, right? one day. It was one day. Yeah. Yeah, man. I saw you and I was like, man, look at this asshole. Who's this asshole? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Like, like you were coming in late. Like you kind of had this smug look on your face. Like you're too cool for everybody. I was. You know, that I was kind of that really was kind of your style. Like you're like, I'm too cool. I'm hip. I'm Adam. Hip. I'm in a band. I mean, I'm like, oh man, that was you know a, what I mean. That was a I smoked ago. cigarettes all the time. I still smoke <laughs> cigarettes, uh, but that was so long ago, man. That being in that band, you know, was a big part of who I guess I was. I felt I was, and it just turned out to be um, part of your identity. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was a lot, but maybe it did. Maybe act act a little bit like an asshole, but uh, but oh. at the same time. It, <laughs> I love that. I love working but at Chili's. For but a you're not though. like a dick asshole. I don't know. There's, I guess, there's types of assholes, but you, you would fall into that region. I was nice. I enough. could be. An, I could be. An, you're nice. I mean, look at it. Decade of friendship, right? right. Ten years. But that's ten very, years later. That's very a decade of friendship, man. That's something I don't have anywhere with anyone else. You know, that's something I, I've only had with you. Um, and uh, you know, females. You know, I mean, any dudes. You know, in my life, have just you know, like friends. They just come and mm -hmm. go, you know, but you've kind of, I mean, we found a reason to just be home. I remember, I remember the day you told me that you were um, leaving Chili's. You took me into the car. You, we went to go sit in your car and we were smoking <laughs> a bowl and you kind of, you just, you're preparing me for it. And you're like, hey man, I think I'm going to quit. And I was like, I, st I started yeah. crying, dude. I started crying in the car. <laughs> I remember. We had fun, dude. Yeah. We had fun. You know what I mean? Like we, we tore it up. We had, we had good times while yeah. we were working there. We got in a couple scuffles and yeah. arguments, Nothing but what though. brothers don't, you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. It if you happens. kick it with if you kick it with anybody for a long enough time, you're gonna argue with them and you're mm. gonna get on each other's nerves. And we still do, bro. Right. You, I get on your nerves, you still get on my nerves. Right. Um it happens quite often. But yeah, I mean, we we would have fun, bro. We we were both single at the time, so we'd go out, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? We had our flings here and there, and we always kind of shared like what was happening right. within our romance lives. Like it was right. like a sitcom, bro. It was like a sitcom. It was pretty there, much there was the really sharing. 
there was this kind of like this bond over going to bars and clubs and trying to just trying to meet women just right trying to meet women right and guess, trying to meet the one though i feel like we were always trying to look for like just a really badass chick that we could always kick it with right you know we that <laughs> right yeah that was that was it like i was trying we were trying to meet the one right i guess but without ever saying it but it was like an unspoken kind of thing we never brought that up we never but we did kind of have this mission of we're having fun and meet luckily the perfect, meet the perfect lady right which i feel like well, you did i didn't you know i met ladies yeah <laughs> well now i'm married now i'm married mm -hmm. man there was a time i never thought i would be married i thought i was just going to be single because that's just kind of how I played it. I never wanted to like tie down necessarily. You know, it took a lot for me to want to sacrifice like that, that freedom, I guess I had, but I um, luckily I feel like you and I never fight over chicks. Cause we have totally different wants and desires, I guess <laughs> for the most part. I mean, like, I don't, I don't remember us at least fighting over really any girls or like, you know what I mean? Like you had your type and I, I have my fight. type with with any you know like i wouldn't fight uh, especially with you with over any female you know what i'm saying like i feel yeah. like females are you know not as as impactful in my life i mean no wait that sounds no homo no uh females are very impactful in your life let me help yeah. and save you bro yeah. i've always said you've always been led by your dick you you <laughs> let you let your dick i think that's mm. uh that's fair i think that's a very <laughs> I think you're. Hey, I think you're honest and true with, with, with what you want when hmm. it comes to that. But I definitely think you're blinded by it as well. Sometimes I think your decisions are definitely. Uh, you make some bad decisions. And I make some good ones as well, though. You know, you uh, have. You I, have. It's not like I make all bad decisions. This is all part of your story. I've made some bad decisions regarding that too. But shit, man. I mean, we've never even gotten in really like a fist fight or any kind of thing. Just, just maybe fucking back and forth barking at each other. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy, dude. Yeah, we never have what really gotten into. Well, maybe this one time on the basketball court, you kind of got a little bit competitive. You know, <laughs> if you want to hear that, you want to tell that story, or should I tell that story? The way. Uh, well, I think I you. Mean, should, I mean, I don't know. I think, uh, I think we I'll have different it. perspectives on here's, the story. Here's the story. Yeah. And my my version of the story is that I mean, you are me a sensitive him, guy. You no, know, me and him, you, me and Alex used to play basketball all the time. You know, I was street ball, one on one, and to me, like it was uh, just a way to kind of keep active. You know, and for Alex though, you know, he had to beat me every single day. If he didn't beat me every single game, every single time we played, it was a shame on his family's name. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how, <laughs> that's how you treated it though. And this one day, one Well, you're day, not very good, right? You're not, well, no, you're not that's very not good. true. Come on. We've won. I'm not like, I'm not like, you're super a lot better. Dope you're just it. a lot better I'm not than me. super dope with it. I have a very good jump shot, but like, yeah. uh, that's why, that's why I'm yeah. just saying, and I'm just, you know, regular dude, you know, so you're just a regular dude balling. You're, you got work on your jump shot. Yeah. So one day though, <laughs> this regular dude, you know, is about to beat, Alex with the jump shot, you know, and, and you can, like, I start to see his, his anger, just like, there's no way in his mind. He's like, he's not going to let this happen. And he starts talking shit. The more he's talking shit and you're getting, you're getting serious, more serious and serious with it. And eventually I had to, I had to bow out. I was like, yo dude, I'm not trying to fight you over this game. You know, like you win. 
You win. We would you know have never. We'd never gone to that. I think it was just too much for you. See, the way I remember it hmm. is, I remember you were up on me one game, man. I was missing shots, and you were up by like twelve points. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we were playing to, but you were up a lot, and it was definitely looking like you were going to win. We're playing twenty-one, but and. And I just turned it up and started making all the threes. I started like going after all the rebounds. I know I was talking Balling, shit, but I, you know? I know I was talking shit. But I mean, that's street ball, though, right? You, you fouled a little bit too. There was some tugging on no. the shirt. Uh, here's, the, here's the thing: I do miss playing ball with you, man. Like that's the one thing I. I yeah, it was I, fun. I do miss that. You know, that was a uh, great times, definitely for sure. You know, it was a great. It was a great park too. It was a really cool park, man. And you know, and now that you're kind of gone. Or, or not been in California, we found another way to kind of stay attached. And um, uh, which I, man, I think it's a blessing, man. This this podcast has been a lot of fun. And I it's love been do- dope. And I, and I love doing it with you. And I love just kind of just having a something I'm, I'm passionate about doing and doing it with a brother. And uh, yeah. yeah, man, like uh, it's, uh, it's a blessing. So I'm glad that was something that we found common ground on, you know? Yeah, man, I'm right there with you. I know you've been pushing me to get on it and do it with you. You know why I had my reservations, yeah. but I'm happy like it finally came around, you know, definitely. When mm-hmm. I was in my accident and just sitting and, you know, you just reflect on life and everything. And I just wanted to do something passionate. I just wanted to be happy about something. I wanted to have a side project. Uh, I wanted to like just respark something, right? And I know you were always down. We just always have similar conversations, similar interests, like we both like hip hop, but like totally different styles of right. hip hop, which makes it interesting and definitely makes it annoying at times. Like we get in a lot of arguments right. from people that don't. I mean, we get we get right. heated over right. over, over shit like over Eminem, you know. You know, like well, like- it, it just Adam is the type that talks shit instantly. Like he'll talk shit on everybody's music. That's that nah. that it really is nah. who you are, bro. You look. can't sit. Look, hold on. You can't sit in anybody's car, go to anybody's house without trying to take over the music. Yes or no? Nah, your car. Your car. I can see. No, no, car, no, yeah. no, no, no. I see. You're like that with everybody. Every social situation I've ever been nah. in, you've tried to. You've nah. tried to master the. You nah, try to get control. Nah, nah, nah. That's not true. Maybe, uh, maybe if it's something whack. Maybe if it's something like, come lie. on. Maybe it's something you like, lie. yo, let me let me put some, let me put you on to something dope. No, you know what you I'm lie. saying. I feel like I kind of got the answer when it comes to. You know, at least at least what's popping that people haven't heard yet. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And maybe I just want to show people like, yo, check this new artist out. Check this person out. You may not have heard. You may like it. You may be something that, you know, who knows, you know, and and don't lie. It I've goes left that. most of the time. Yeah. No, but I've done. You, you know, I've showed you artists that you, you know, still listen to to this day. Right. Joey, badass. Yeah. 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 Certain, right. certain artists. Certain artists. All right. Certain artists. All right. So, you know, give me that one. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, a broken clock's right two times out of the day. That's how. All right, all right. That's what I say. That's what I say. But yo, you're you're the homie, man, and uh, I'm happy. Capture culture podcast. We're still trying to figure it out and right. find our footing, but it, it's been fun. It's definitely something to look forward to. And I've just noticed my life already changing with conversations I'm having with other people and all that. So happy we did it, my boy. Now, why don't Same. we get into it? I th- I thought we both thought it would be kind of cool. To one, hit each other with the ten blades. Yeah, I love that idea. And kind of go and kind of. It's been so far in the early stages. Our favorite, I think, Section time of the, of the show. show. Right, right. Like when we're interviewing people, I think the ten blades has been the most fun. Uh, and you never know where it's going to take us. And honestly, we've gotten like different responses from so many people so far. It's been pretty. It's been pretty cool and interesting. And it's like insightful. 
and i'm pretty interested to see the way you answer the 10 blades actually yeah you know i want to see the way you would yeah. answer it so it's cool because like i you know i know i know what the questions are right i don't know about mm -hmm. you i wanted to try not to think about them to try to give like a, a like an answer like how spontaneous kind of thing spontaneous you know right couldn't help but think about a couple so i got some answers for you for sure but we also th i've never been interviewed so we thought it would be cool to interview our each other a little bit yeah and do a little back and forth and for the people that don't really know us and don't really know who's behind capture culture for them yeah. to just like uh get an understanding dude right it's your boy yeah yeah Alex, yeah so it's your boy adam you know we your boys <laughs> your boy your boys so what, how, how are we going to do this, man? How you want to do it? Why don't I interview you first? Like right, a little all right. interview. All right, why don't we all just right. ask you some questions? Okay. Okay. And then you could ask me your questions and then we could save the blades as we normally do and okay. customarily do to the end. So we save the blades for the end. All right. All right. All right, bro. I'll set it off. Here we go. Let's get to know Adam D. Wally Warlock's bad style. Brick it, brick it, brown. Adam, what has been your most favorite place to live? And if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? I mean, as far as kind of, do you want a city? Do you want a state? Or do you like a, you know what? Let me just answer. Uh, pinpoint the location. Southern, Southern pinpoint the location. Shoot. Southern California. Southern, it's definitely in Southern California. Um, I mean, I lived in New York City, born and raised in New York City. Uh, I lived in uh, Honolulu, Hawaii uh, for 10 plus was years. Huh? How was that? How was how was living on an island? Shitty, bro. I mean, you know what? I'm I'm probably taking it for granted. But growing up as a youngin and not really having much to do on an island, you know, where you know all you really could do is get into trouble, and that's pretty much what I did, you know. Uh, and uh, you get this thing called island fever, where it's just uh, you just run out of shit to do, and uh, you know then you just want to go fight people because adrenaline or whatever. And, uh, you know, I really, and I just hated Hawaii. I don't know. Did you fight? Did you fight? Did yeah, you get I mean, any yeah, I got, I got my ass kicked a you... lot of times. I got, you know. Uh, Samoan dudes or what? Uh, no, I never fucked with Samoan dudes. Like that, I'm not that though. Those 808 know? motherfuckers. Those They're guys huge, man. Dudes. Yo, one time I saw this brawl out on the street and I was work, I was at work. There's a bunch of black dudes and a bunch of Simone dudes, like two gangs of them, just like on the street that I'm working on. And I'm working at a parking lot and, and the cops are, and it's like a legit brawl. And uh, there's girls fighting, cops come macing everybody and I'm getting mace in my face. It was insane, insane. Mace in the face. Mace in the face is not cool. But uh, to answer your question, where my favorite place to live, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be my parents' house, man. Like back uh, a few years ago, uh, living—I mean, Southern California. My parents' house, I guess, would be the not my favorite. I didn't love living with my parents, but they—it's not like they lived in uh, Mission like, Viejo, right? Yeah, you know, um, it's a beautiful place in the world, man. Honestly, yeah, when definitely. I go back and visit my parents, it's still like—it's like okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a blessing, you know. You get, you get you get sick of it when you're there, and it's all the time. But like, you can't take it for granted. Definitely, definitely a blessing. Not a bad place to be. Where if you could live anywhere in the world, though, right? Like, if money wasn't an issue, where would it be? Um, you know, I would probably. I want to say Southern California, man, because there's not another place in America, really, you know, that I'd rather be, and there's no other place than america i'd rather be so i want to be in america but the best place in america i feel like is 
SoCal. You know, I don't I don't think it really. So we're at there. though. So we're at like Laguna. You want to be in Laguna. You want to be in Newport. You want to be in Man, Irvine. This, this question gives me like. Um, you want to be in ducks. San Diego. You want to be in Sa- San Diego is not Orange County. It's SoCal, though. I think it's SoCal. You know what San I want to do, SoCal. man? You know what I really want to do? I want to get what? a little piece of property. Okay. I want to build a couple tiny homes. Okay. Um, okay. Like, like maybe like eight of them. Okay. And then like rent them out maybe um, and live on one of them and just kind of run the, run the, like treat it like a little compound, you know, like make it a little like a community communal kind of thing, maybe do an Airbnb type thing where, you know, just for income and kind of just living out. I don't know. That's kind of, that's what I want. That's kind of uh, my plan, I guess for now, you know? So, um, I don't know. So wherever I could do something like that, wherever I could do something like that. Well, yeah, money is money, but I think the tiny home idea is very cool. It's a cool thing to do. Tiny home idea. The tiny home, you know, like you, you, have you seen how tiny? High t- tiny, how tiny, tiny, like you know, once like one square footage, like what, like a like eleven hundred, twelve hundred square feet, like a like a size of a small apartment or yeah, something like size that. of a studio bed, a studio apartment. They kind of have things built, so you know, like uh, things are built into walls and kind of it's very health health, uh, like low low footprint. It can oh, shit. What's the word? The footprint that you leave, you know, the footprint. The, yeah, no, yeah, I, I carbon footprint. Carbon right? footprint. I think right, they right, call right, it right. a carbon footprint. Right. So, like a green, a green friendly right. kind of, you know, like it, a green society. Uh, you know, sometimes I wake up in the morning, I'm just like, damn, man, like this apartment is way too much. <laughs> you know, like the, the yeah, rent. I mean, is, it's bro. way too much. You know, and it's just, I don't know if I love it. Really, it's and and I feel like the price of living here in this spot, just a little bit. It's like on my neck, you know, it's like somebody's got their knee on my neck and it's just like, God, let me up. I had to, I had to leave Cali and I'm happy I did. My only regret was not leaving sooner, to be honest with you. Yeah, man. You know, coming out here, had the opportunity to, to buy a house, already got mad equity in it. Uh, it's comfortable living, no traffic. Like, I don't know, man, to all my Cali people who are stuck in it and, uh, you know, think, just think about it. Just think about it. It It might benefit your life. It's hard to leave home. All right, let's let's move it on, man. How was growing up Afghan? Different. Uh, well, I wouldn't know anything other than that. But um, growing up Afghan, I I always felt um, a little bit of an outsider, uh, a little bit of I'm not like you. You're not like me. Um, yeah. More of more of like I'm not like you. You know. And almost feeling like like certain things weren't for me, you know, weren't meant for me. I'm not allowed it. Not that I'm not allowed at these things, but kind of unsaid, you know, unspoken, you're not allowed at these. You're not supposed to be here or type thing like that, which eventually, you know, um, I got over because I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks, right. you know, so. Do right. so, so you still feel that now? Mm, not not as not as much as I used to as a kid. Um, as a kid, I, I felt it a lot. But I was a very um, Americanized, you know, they call uh, they call them they call Asians like Twinkies, you know, like uh, when you're yellow on the outside and white on the inside, you know, I don't feel like I'm the like I think the ho hoes maybe like I'm brown on the outside, white on the inside, you know, so maybe for sure. You're definitely Americanized, bro. Yeah, for sure. 
So am I. I'm like a white boy Arab for sure. Have you ever been to Afghanistan? No, no. And I don't think I'd survive if, if I went. I don't think that I'd get out alive. Um, but I've watched a lot of documentaries um, on life in Afghanistan. And man, it is, I'm, I'm, very, I'm so lucky. I'm so, man, my yeah, life man. could be so different. You know, my life could be way different so so different and it's and it's knowing you and like 80 percent of your lifestyle you couldn't do in Afghanistan. oh yeah oh, you know what i mean and oh, me yeah. too like right like that just the strictness man i couldn't like i couldn't have my hair cut like this i couldn't have you know i'd have to have a beard out to here i'd have to you know just be i'd have to be married by now probably have to have like eight kids by now you know like it's yeah. it's a completely different lifestyle man i'm so thankful for my parents to just have that um just to have the desire for a better life, man, because it's, it's, you know, it's led me to do amazing, amazing things that, you know, I don't think kids in Afghanistan would ever dream of doing, you know? So I, I, I definitely feel like I lived the, I, I have been living the life of a king, you know, for sure. Are you into your culture at all? Do you eat the food? Do you like know some of the songs, the music, the dances or whatever? Do you, you know what I mean? Like tradition? Yeah, I mean, I know them. I eat the food. I mean, uh, I'm definitely proud of my heritage, um, but it's not something like uh, I'm. Uh, it's not, the culture is not something that I'm. That that's a part of me. The, I'm definitely part of an American culture, you know. But uh, I got you. Yeah. Look, I, I, I'm American. I'm American. I'm with you. The older I got, the more I appreciated my culture, though such as weddings, family get-togethers, and when my friends get involved in it, it's just like this whole world that they're like amazed by, and it's just so much, and it's so great. So I grew right. to love it. When I was growing up, you know, I was always like, I don't want to say I avoided it, but I wanted to be American. I'm raised in America. I'm American. So right. that's that's how I looked at it as well, man. Is 33 the only band you've been a part of? No. And, well, how'd, you, and how'd you guys come up with that name too? Wow. Well, 33 Threes is, um, it started out called the plus size model, okay? And uh, pretty much when I was... Um, like my women, BBW. Yeah, so that was, I mean, that was the point, right? Like, you know, uh, even, you know, thick girls need some love, you know? And um, <laughs> that was so stupid. But that, you know, like back when I was working at Starbucks back in the day, I used to write, I was a sensitive guy, you know? I still am a little sensitive, but I used to write some poetry. And, you know, it was not like roses are red, violets are blue, but I used to just write some rhymes, you know? Um, and one day this guy, I don't know why, how he knew I was doing poetry or something like how, some, something came up where he was, he saw that I did poems, or I think he was on my MySpace. He saw it on my MySpace or something like that. He saw it on my MySpace and um, he was like, yo, I make these beats. Uh, why don't you rhyme on it? And I was like, all right, let me try. I'll write a song to it. Let me see what's up. Um, I go and I write one song, and it was called uh, The New Beginnings. And um, the first line goes. Fitting fitting for your first song. song right. right. The first line goes, I'm the shit, and I don't even know where. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so... That that turned into him saying like, "Oh, I booked us a gig. Uh, we're gonna we got a show in two weeks. You need to write eight more songs." So I did that, and that turned into, um, yeah, that turned into like 
we did the first performance and it was kind of cool a bunch of people came out a bunch of juggalos came out um and showed support and i mean i i studied for that thing like i was prepared i was ready you know and uh, so this isn't 33 threes this is it's like, not threes like a solo rap career well, right it's, now it's it's pretty much plus size model and what we had was a live dj the producer in the back so were you rapping were you i rapping? was rapping i was rapping okay. and i had like my long flowy hair and i had like my ninja suit on and then we had this dude on the flute we had a dude on a flute doing like this freestyle flute thing okay <laughs> so from there um you know well, we wanted we wanted to I wanted to develop the sound a little bit more because, you know, the, the whole, the whole situation wasn't working. It just needed something, you know? So I brought in this kid uh, named Adam to do the guitars and, uh, cause I saw him play guitar, whatever. He was good. Adam, um, and Adam, Adam, Adam and Adam. And then he had a buddy, uh, Danny, who start, who would play the bass. And then we, the drummer was a kind of, Anyway, plus size model turned into 33 threes because, you know, the DJ jumped out and I thought it was the end of the world. And 33 threes came from me saying, no, I could just do this without him. You know, sounds better. And um, and through the numbers 333 are like I have them tattooed on me because uh, they haunt. I feel like they're numbers that I see every day, multiple times a day. I just see them. Yeah. And it's kind of something that it draws attention like it draws my attention and I'll, I'll acknowledge it and then uh and you know i don't know what it means yet so but even back then it was i catch it all the time and alexis mm -hmm. has a chain with 333 on it too of your really? band <laughs> without even knowing it i told her about your band but she sees the numbers all the time too so really kind of crazy and ever since i heard your band name way back in the day right i started noticing 33 threes yeah a lot of people and are... i always noticed i noticed 11 11 and 444 i catch too kind of the seeing me seeing the symbol the the image 333 um i took it as like god telling me i'm doing the right thing i'm on the right path i'm, I'm making the right choice you know right. um don't hey, yo you know. it's still on streaming platforms everybody go go check out the 33 threes oh for Seriously, real go Go check out the 33 None of the music I made is on any streaming platforms because I never took it that far. And I wish it was. Man, we, but... we, uh, yo, we pressed yo, up 4,000 4, CDs, bro. You know how many of those CDs Back I still have? Back in the have? days when you had to make CDs. You know now you many... don't even have to do no, that. <laughs> we didn't, yo, this was when, this is when MP3s were going. And we're still, I was stupid. I was like, no, we need 4,000. Yeah, we'll, pu we'll put it on our website and mm. we'll sell them. <laughs> you know how much I've got? I've got 3,000 limited 900. edition don't tell don't tell them how much you got just say you got like 10 yeah, yeah uh, no. how, how, yo how did you get into icp uh back when i was in um the ninth grade i was kind of a bit of a dork you know i used to eat lunch by myself on the staircase and this guy who you know was kind of a bit of an eccentric guy i'd see around school he'd wear these t-shirts these cool t-shirts that had like clowns on him and i was like damn that dude is cool you know like i just thought he was cool because he was different than everybody else anyway one day he comes up and he gives me a burnt cd of uh says insane clown posse the great malenko and it had seven songs on there and i heard those seven songs and i was like damn that was dope and on that day i went and i bought the album the full album and um that kid's name was jeremy he was a pathological liar but um <laughs> he was but uh but he turned me on to insane cloud posse and since then i've been you know i mean i, I consider myself a you know juggalo to the day i die but 
you know, it's not who it's not what defines me. I'm not like a you know, I mean I'm I'm me, but being a juggalo is just a, a bit of me. But yeah. Yo, it's different and it's cool. I think it is unique that you're a juggalo. Cause honestly, I don't fuck with the ICP, but it's not for any particular reason. I just they just never hit my radar. Yeah. I never listened to them right. And uh it ain't for everybody. when I when I see them as from an outside, I see a gimmick, but yo. They've been around for a long time saying they're a lot more than that. That's saying they're a lot more than that. And they got their own following, but they are a different sound. They're a unique sound. I'm if, trying. If I'm I took you to a show, them. if I took you I'm to a show, you'd be like, yo, that was I'm, different. That was like, yo, let me give me some of their CDs. I need to put me on. Like, what songs do I need? If I if you went to see a show, just I just to let you know, man, like, look, these guys aren't stupid. They're not. I mean, they've been doing it. They no, know what they're doing. No. You know, yeah, they've got an empire. Yeah. They're making their money. I mean, I love uh, I love Insane Clown Posse and the Juggalos and what they've done for me, man. Like they've kind of given me. Um, I'm trying so to listen many, to their music right now. I didn't want to tell you, so but many, I'm trying to listen to their music. Really? I'm, what, what? I'm going back. I've I, look, I've started today. OK, mm -hmm. but I, I got back. I mean, I'm skipping through a lot of songs. Yeah. It's really not my style, but. This is the first honest listen I am going to try to give them. So I am going to try to give them an honest listen, and it's an objective ear. I've been doing this with a lot of artists recently since I got hurt with my injury. Mm. I've been like, yo, everything's on streaming platforms. Like the chance that I, I always wanted to like just have all this music at my fingertips. Now I'm going back and listening to artists that I missed and that I know have been around in the game. And I'm trying to like just get more well-versed in hip-hop, you know, just dive in. Hey. Hey, That's more power to you. ICP or WWE? They're one and the same, bro. They're, they're hand in hand. You got to pick one. You can't have one without the other, man. I mean. You got to pick one. Well, here's the thing, right? So. If you could go to. Look, if you know, if you know you're about to see the best gathering of the Juggalos or the Juggalo show, let's say in their prime. Or, or okay, the best wrestling show, gathering for sure. Or, or any ICP show over a wrestling okay. show every day, any day. Yeah. Just Who's the GOAT of the WWE? Triple H. Damn, really, bro? Yeah. Really, Triple H? Triple H, bro. Explain. You know why? All right, Explain. number one, he's still there. No, he's still there. You know what I'm saying? Well, not anymore. He just left, right? But because he had a heart condition. Well, yeah, he's got he, health he had, issues. Right, 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 right. But, but, okay, he was next in line. He's next in line under Vince McMahon. He's next in line. He's got the daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he called his shot, pretty much. And, and to me, like, I've always... Triple H has always just been ruthless and kind of like a, he's he's just so dope. He doesn't want to spit in the air. It's just like just ah, he's sick. He's got the green, the light, like want some this on? No, that's China. But anyway, um, part of DX. Yeah, part, part of DX. DX. That was so cool too. Like just being part of DX, and then on top of that, Shawn Michaels was one of my favorites as well. So having oh, him Michael. and having Shawn Michaels together, it was like it kind of made him even more triple h even greater you know just being like Shawn michael's friend because everyone wanted to be Shawn michael's friend and you just uh -huh. wanted to be in the click you know but yeah uh i would say triple h just because he's kind of um just a cerebral assassin you know and he's been in the game he's been playing the game he is the game you know that's <laughs> that's what that's what i'm saying he's the game all right. all right man what was the first cd you ever bought um it was the soundtrack to Dangerous Minds um, with that Coolio song, like Gangsta's yeah, Paradise. Gangsta's Paradise. That was it. And I played it on repeat. Played on repeat over and over and over again, man. And I remember I bought a CD player and a CD, and that was a CD.
Was the soundtrack good? Because that's the nope. song everybody knows. That but was, was like everything song. else was, on there. That was track one, and everything else was garbage. But I listened Damn. to track one over and over again. That's shitty, man. <laughs> that's shitty. How many different jobs have you had? A lot. Um, a lot. But and I had a lot couple, of hide, oh, side Name houses. a couple interesting ones. I used to work at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, um, I, was, <laughs> really? I was a rat Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. no way. You were mm-hmm. the rat. You yeah. dirty rat. You dirty rat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a clean rat. No, but I was the rat at Chuck E. Cheese. I um, I, didn't, I didn't know that shit. You didn't? No. Wow, bro. Um, let's see. I worked at uh, a a porn store, twenty four hour porn store that had um like boots in the back. Twenty four hours. It was a twenty four hour porn store. I was in Hawaii. At did, the you work, time. did you work the graveyard shift? Yep, I did. I worked the graveyard. How is it? How is a porn store in Hawaii on an island? Oh, uh, and this is in Waikiki. It was in Waikiki, so it's the which is like what a small island, right? No, Waikiki is the main downtown tourist attraction where it's the you know like I thought that's Honolulu, isn't that Honolulu? No, well, Waikiki is in Honolulu. Oh, okay. And, right, and right. but yeah, uh, this was like in the middle of Waikiki, like Waikiki, like right in the middle of it. You know, uh, you go up these stairs and it was underneath the um a gay bar so it was like it was a gay bar right next to it and then so a lot of the a lot of the yeah anyway i got hired because i guess don't type yeah and then anyway but i used to get as much free you knew porn. your shit you really you really I used like to get a lot of free porn though. That interview, Yo, you didn't could take you? you could take home three porns on your ship like you could just take three home porns. Three, three porns you could three take porns. any three videos three and porns. i used to take three porns home every day you know what I'm is that how people came in and ordered them i want four porns mm, yeah well what they used to do is a rental right so it would be they would have the boots you could go and i would put like 15 dvds so i would go and pick the dvds you know and they were like they were why like you gotta put more so gay weird stuff. dude huh? Why? Why does no. this, why does it no 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 not what you're doing? Why does it just seem so weird like renting a porno? Like knowing well, that someone now, else rented no one, right. Like mm. you know what I mean? Like come, <laughs> you well, know now, what I'm saying? Right. It is seem you're very opening weird. like you're opening you're opening right. the porno. Like are you thinking like I hope they sterilize this because obviously the guy's hands are dirty or girls' hands are dirty. Right. So <laughs> you know um, what I mean? Like things are getting messy. So they stock the back of those places with just it's sterilizer, just the the rolls of sterilizer, you know, like, and that's, yeah. it was a lot of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now thinking about it, renting a porn does sound very skeezy and dirty thing to do, you know, just very like, a, yeah. But also though, hey, but what they did have is those billion they dollar jerk off boots in the back, you know, where. Yeah, I've seen those only in movies, dude. Bro, and no, I've seen this in real life. Let me tell you a story, bro. And I don't even know if I should say it on this fucking thing because it's horrible anyway um, did you dance in one of those booths <laughs> no so does it involve one of my jobs, we all know we all know you love glory holes it does involve uh, well it does actually involve glory holes so <laughs> one of my jobs was to make sure that nobody stayed in the back for too long right um and this would happen quite often where you know people will come in the back and you know you know, I would just have to go back and be like, hey, you guys get the, got to get the fuck out of here. You can't be fucking on the fucking in, in in public like this. You know what I'm saying? Get in the booth or get out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Do you have to clean up after him? Um, so that was uh, part of my job title, but I never fucking did it. You know, I never did it. Like, I was supposed to clean. Like, they give you like this um, big stick, like a stick with a. Like, yeah, they would need to give you a big yeah, stick. It's just like they? a stick with a sponge on it kind of thing. And I, I, I never fucking did it. But, Yo, I I, I want to tell this story, and I just, 
I don't well, even know if I should tell on. you. I don't even know. It's about yeah. you and your cleaning habits. When you told me you were Airbnb in a room out and you wouldn't even change change the sheets Shut the of your guests. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> God damn. Dude, not, not that. That's not that I wouldn't change the sheets, bro. It's Yo, just they look clean. Even dude, they look the clean. Sh- Shut the fuck disgusting. up, dude. God damn it, dude. Anyway, so um the um so this one time, you know, and I had a girlfriend at the time, so she would come to the store. And, you know, I wouldn't pay attention, whatever. I would, uh, to me, I'm like, I'm working at a fucking porn store. How much responsibility do I really have, you know? So I wasn't really yeah. taking it yeah. that seriously. You're not and, trying to work up. You're not trying to work your way up. So at the end of my shift, I'm, um, this guy comes out of the back. And I realized, that, shit, this guy's been here all fucking shift, you know? So meaning, he's been in the back in one of those boots, you know? Probably the one with wanking the glory it. hole. Not wanking it, dude. No. I don't know. It's the glory holes. So he's oh, got glory holes on okay, either okay. sides. You know what I'm saying? One over <laughs> here, then one over here, one over here. Don't don't hurt your neck, bro. Right, but that's <laughs> pretty, you know. And he's he's sucking them down, you know. And this guy looks green. Who's putting the glory in the hole? Is it, it pe- a, is it people that work there or random people too that come in for all I this not, shit? No, well the glory's been hold, bro. It's been hold. It's it's been there. That glory's been. It's an old glory, you know. Um, it's been there, but anyway, this guy looks green. He just looks sick. And I'm just like, yo, you all right, bro? <laughs> and he doesn't say anything to me. He just, just looks and he kind of like almost bleh, and just, just vomits, you know? And it's, mm. it's clear what he had vomited. And then I quit that day. I quit. I was like, yo, I'm not coming back. I just called them. I said, you got to get someone over here. I'm not coming back here. Deuces. Deuces. Uh, what made you decide to grow dreads, dude? And why did you cut them off? And then why did you grow them back? Um, well, um, what made me decide to grow dreads when I was young, um, I always kind of wanted them. I don't know why. Um, I remember my cousin sitting there when I had like really short hair and she was, I remember her twisting them up and we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. But, you know, I remember trying to have dreads back then. Um, and then I just had long hair and I was lazy and they kind of just dreaded into themselves. And I thought they look cool, and I don't, you know, I don't really know what else. I w- I'm not really the Dylan type from 90210 where I want to have like a, like a, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, to me, I'm swanky, just me. Swanky or spiky. Yeah, you know, like I like it the way it is. And then I shaved it because my d- <laughs> my dad, for years, he's been um, telling me that yo, you shave your dreads, shave your dreads, shave your dreads, and I'll give you two thousand dollars. You shave your dreads. Y'all give me two thousand. I never said. I was like, nah, 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 nah. And then the pandemic time came, and I was like, yo, I need that two thousand. You know, <laughs> you needed another stimulus. Jack. Yeah, I needed that, and so I was like, yo, stimmies weren't exactly. So I cut, I cut them, I cut them, and I was like, yo, here. Yo, here. I remember watching the video. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people that know you know how it's a party. Yeah. It is kind. Of, it is, it is part of your identity. It is who you are. Yeah. So you. You doing that change was like fucking huge and seeing your face like you took this deep breath. Your mom was in the video. I think like she was so happy. I, I would imagine my mom hates my beard. Always asking me to like trim it or cut it. So but, I could imagine your mom probably just hating your dreads. But too. I felt I felt when I cut them and I was like, that's it. I lost it. I lost all my coolness, all my my power. All oh, so it's like, oh, so I was so my self-esteem just went gone dude at your wedding dude at your wedding i was so happy to like yo i was so like 
I remember going to the barber bef- the day before your <laughs> wedding and just telling her yeah. like, yo, I got this wedding and and I cut my dreads and I haven't touched my hair since. And I remember like, I don't know if you, the day before when I went to your rehearsal, I looked like a crazy, I looked crazy. You look very fobby, bro. <laughs> you yeah. look fresh off the boat. You know what I mean? But at your wedding, you I, had, looked, you I, looked, like a... I looked good as hell, didn't I though? Right? At your wedding. I was looking at my wife. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You look fly, bro. But yeah, no, no. We all look fly. But you know, like I was very, I was very self-conscious about my hair and it was just, I thought I was going bald and I, God bless, I didn't. So you have, you have a history with all your girlfriends, man. You have, you do have a certain type. What? What is it about the crazy girls that you like, dude? Why are you addicted to the drama? I'm not addicted to the drama, man. Uh, I don't like are, crazy dude, girls. Like I think you're no, kinda, you're no, kinda, I really am not, man. Uh, you know, I don't want to. Wait a minute, especially my like, yo, man. I'm getting too old for this shit, dog. Like, I'm not like really, right. really. What I want, man, is I just want to. I just want to. I just want someone that's on my level, man, that, and don't get petty over some dumb shit, you know. And to me, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of the dumb shit just being an issue, you know. And 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 it's very you know at this point i'm i'm not i'm not gonna settle for something that that ain't exactly what i want you know if, it, and if it's not what i want then guess what man i'm i'm all right being all alone you know i've been, I've been alone i'm all do right you want to be married yeah don't everyone yeah i mean of course do you want to have kids of course don't everyone man like i mean i've got a not dog. everybody not everybody but that's dope man that's dope i mean uh, yeah Eventually. You know, for a I'm while, do it you, with you the did wrong try person, to play though. it for a while. You did yeah. try to play it for a while, like, ah, that ain't me, that's not. But it ain't, but you know, it's, it's not, at, the, at that point, you know, what it was is that I didn't have the right person in my life to do that with, and I still don't, man, I still don't. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's not. Yeah, you know. yeah, don't, I, yo, it's, it's way better to me that you've never been married than have three divorces. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like, no right. one wants, no one wants that shit, and people fall into that. One turns into two. You get what I'm saying, and it could have so, been at this point. You yeah, know, so I, I I applaud you for not forcing anything. You know what I mean. But as far as like the crazy, I mean, girls like, oh, they're just fun, dude. They're just fun. You I know? get the crazy. Yo, if okay, so you love your dog? Oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh no's the everyone should oh, love their dog. Oh no's the little man, right? Yeah. If you had to pick between your dog or the woman of your dreams, mm, my dog. Well done, man's best friend. I mean, why do you? you think, what's the situation you though? Think, you know what I'm saying? Is it like the woman in my I dreams mean, the, is gonna die, or like, my yeah, dog I'm, is gonna die? No, I'm talking like the woman of your. No, your dog doesn't die. Your dog's just out of your life, but you have the woman of your dreams. Yeah. Or uh, I have my dog, and I'm alone the rest of my life. Or can I can I mess with oh. women's that are not my dreams? You know, there's just kind of women's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, what I, However way you yeah, want to play. Yeah, I'll say, yo, if you pick your dog, you still have a shot at the woman of your dreams, but yeah, it's not dog. guaranteed. Yeah. All right, all right. Why do you think our friendship has lasted all these years? I have no idea, bro. No idea. I really don't know. Um, I think it's because we're so similar, but so different. We're very, we're, we're, um, you know, we're very similar but we're very like just completely different and um we are is that crazy that's the trip yeah i mean to me like what it's always been a it's trip a tr- it's to a me. trip it's a trip to me it's a trip to me a trip to- we, we have different outlooks bro different pr- like different approaches everything everything's different but we have similarities too right how'd you get into photography you 
I got you into photography. Yeah, man. You used to tell me like, yo, you should get a real camera. You should get, yo, you should take, yo, you take some dope pictures. Sick. You know what I'll I'm saying? You, I, I remember I gifted you a photography gift one year. A photography book, but that was way after. Like oh, yeah, I remember, I remember at one point, like what was it? Like you were telling me, like, yo, you should get a, you should get a camera. You should do this. You know, you should do it. I forgot what it was, but, but yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty. The influence came That's from cool, you, man. and I remember being at a show. That. Oh, you know, like when I was, when I'm taking pictures of people at, uh, like at, at the bars and stuff like that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like that was. Uh, I would get on my knee and stuff like, and be all serious about it. And, you know, and from there you kind of were like, yo, you should get, you should get really get one, you know, get into it. And, um, and from there I saved up some money and, um, I got a, a small camera and yeah, to me it's let, it's opened a lot of doors for me. So just, just keep it, keep it going. You know, seems like a fun thing to do, man. I'm thinking about getting into it. Why not? You know, I, know, I know there's a lot more. I, I got a lot on my plate right now. But yeah, why not? Why not? I'm why with not? it. Mm. What's your favorite holiday? Halloween. Halloween. Why Halloween? That does fall in the year. That this is the best holiday ever, man. First of all, first of all, candy. Right. Second, <laughs> second, right? The costumes, mm -hmm. right? Third, the females' yeah. costumes. Fourth, just the the chaos of of of. The Halloween, you know, the kind of I don't know the, the the adventure of the things that could happen, you know, or just when I was young, you know, when I was young, we used to get in a we used to go egg houses like an idiot. Okay, first of all, when I was a when I was a child in New York, um, my parents were immigrants, you know, and they had just moved to New York City, and we were in a house, and uh, we just moved there, and it was Halloween, and some kids egged the house. And I remember being terrified. I was completely terrified. I was so scared. You know, I thought they were going to kill us. I thought they were, you know, because we were outside. All we could hear and see, like, we could just, they were throwing tissue paper and all. I mean, they fucked it up. Right. So, so, so you guys were inside? As we were inside, doing? yeah. And my dad wasn't home either. So, and that was like, it was just very scary. You know, it was a scary, like, oh, what are, what are we going to do? Anyway, growing up and then. As a teenager, started doing it myself, which is an, an idiotic thing. But and then getting in trouble and thing—I don't know—just the mischief of Halloween. That's what I love about mischief. it, man. Yeah. So, what's what's been your favorite costume? Over, like your your most? What what were you like? Uh, one year, me and my friends, we dressed up. We did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we did. Uh, it was a really well done, very That's well classic. done. This is back in the day when no one was doing like these group group halloween things you know what i'm saying like and we we just walked up and down the strip and we had a um free pizzas we were hanging out we were hanging out real pizzas with people and had a stereo playing the teenage mutant ninja turtle songs and had uh, it was a great time but yeah. committed you committed to it that's yeah, what's up it's awesome that's what's up all right man a couple more we'll wrap it up here that's a lot man. of questions bro damn I, I don't have that well, many but... <laughs> yo uh what's the best day of your life I can't say it on here. No comment. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, bro. I mean, it's pretty bad. I can't say it on here, honestly. I'll tell you later, but I can't it's... say it on here. <laughs> All right, work. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, last one. Last one. What, mm. what would your dream profession be? Just to be, uh, well, to be running my own um, company, uh, to be, you know, uh, have a successful brand 
yeah to be uh or if i was going to work for somebody else i'd want to be like uh like uh i'm the cameraman of the like nba nba um games you know what i'm saying like or filming for like wwe you know like the cameraman of wwe events or something like that where you know no cameraman huh a cameraman. Well, I mean, for you know, not just the cameraman, for big but, of, no, know, for yeah, big, big events. events. You know, that would be amazing. Or like, yeah, or even just you know, cameraman for one company. You know, if anyone's hiring, or something like that. It's joking. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Yeah. Vivid. Yeah, but no, I guess a cameraman will be. Get the boy. You know. All right. I, yeah. All right, man. I'm done. I'm done. That was that was pretty much it. You know. Well, man, that was a very. I did not think we would be getting that deep into my life, man. I feel very, um, I feel, well, thank you for your interview, sir. I appreciate your interest. Hey, man, you know, I thought I was, I was going to commit. I was going to commit to it. And for the people listening at home, I mean, that's obviously not everything, but that's just a handful of questions that I know fall into your interest and likes and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, man, I don't know. You know me. I was going to come prepared. I was going to think about it. All right. Well. Alex. I wasn't trying to air all your dirty laundry out, so I'm not going to ask all the fucking dirty questions. Alex, what yeah. is checkmate? All right. I like I like how we're getting started with this checkmate. I'm lying my J right now, too. I'm getting ready for you. Checkmate, man. Checkmate is a lot. I got the chess pieces tattooed on me, on my arm, as you see. And one reason, one big reason why chess is just important to me is through my dad, because my dad taught me how to play chess. And it was just something cool that I learned with him how to play. And it's such a great game about, you know, using your mind and thinking ahead. And there's something very, like, prestigious about it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, intellectual about it. So I, I consider myself an intellectual. So that's kind of checkmate. And it, it was my rap name. And that was kind of a name that I took on. But someone had that name. So I had to change it eventually. But. That is what checkmate is, man. And it's just – it's like a concept. It's almost like a Mamba mentality concept of just trying to think ahead. Being ahead of your opponent. To, just trying to be ahead of the opponent. And sometimes the opponent is yourself. So it's just trying – it's mm. just about thinking ahead and being sharp with the skills. You know what I mean? That's why like Wu-Tang was so cool to me because they incorporated chess into the like the beats and the samples they were using. And you know, I just like – yeah, I love it, man. I haven't played it in a minute. Yeah, but that's, so that's what checkmate. Are you is. are you good at chess? Are you uh, can you play? Are you, or is I that... can't play. So right now my I'm a little rusty. You do have to kind of sharpen the blade mm -hmm. a little bit. But uh, when me and my dad owned a cigar shop back in the day, there was a chess master, and he'd come in, and it was someone you wouldn't even expect as a chess master. Man, this guy always had like a five o'clock shadow, kind of a grumpy dude, you know, beer gut t-shirt and jeans like he did not look like a nerdy type of guy right he just looked like your average joe but this guy was a chess master dude mm. and he would like it's insane because they know the moves you're supposed to do it's all very uh mechanical in the beginning you know what i mean there's there's a, a counter to every action in the beginning mm -hmm. that you should do that books books have right but I played this guy, and I mean, he beat me every time. I don't think I ever beat him once, but I came close. I, I just made him think a couple of times, and that was good enough for me because I didn't have any formal training. I didn't read any books, and it wasn't like I was playing with a lot of people all the time. It was just something I was doing here and there. Hmm. But at the cigar shop, it became like me and him kept playing. 
And then I, I met another chess master, and I actually organized a match between them. Really? It was really cool. It was cool to watch. You organized a match between they, that, those two? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, this, there's an, I have another customer that plays chess and blah, blah, blah. And would you be interested? Did you watch it? It was, it was dope. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, man. It was really cool to watch. They moved really fast in the beginning. Their first, like, you know, five moves each. Like, they knew what, exactly how to act. And then the game just slowed down and it got intense. And the guy that I always used to play, he, he ended up winning. Hmm. Did you put money? Did anyone put money on it? Anything like that, or no? No, no. It's a, it's kind of a gentleman's game, you know. what I mean, it's not in the park. I know in the park you might play like fast mm. chess or something like that, speed chess, and try to take money. But you know who's the best though? It's my pops. My pops is still the best. I remember during that time when I was playing chess, I was like feeling myself because I I was good. I was taking it to this chess master. My dad beat me in three four moves, so easy. So easy. And when someone beats you in chess that easy, it really makes you think like, God damn, man, yeah. like your mind is way more advanced than my mind because yeah. it is also about knowing your opponent and knowing and guessing what your opponent is trying to do and preparing for it and, and doing that. My dad, my dad was a master of sacrifice. I'd get the queen and I think I'm like up in the game, but he set me up to fucking get me. So you gotta have you gotta have that bitch. I got I'm coming the back end right here. Boom, bow, checkmate. You know, uh, growing up, chess man, I I was never really good. My brothers used to always beat me, and I have always had a problem seeing the moves, seeing ahead. You know, I only make the moves when I see it immediately. I just respond to. I guess that says yeah. a lot about me and who I am, the type of person I am. But but uh, all right. Um, when was the first time? you saw the Lakers or saw like your first Laker memory and why, Man. why you're, why you're so drawn to the Lakers. Love the Lakers. Yeah. I've given, I had to give an informative speech once in speech class in college and I just picked the Lakers. Uh, Man, my first memory though, is just really just watching basketball at my grandparents' house in LA with all my family. It was basketball was always what my family watched. We didn't. We were really involved in football too much, so it was basketball, and it was always watching Michael Jordan versus Patrick Ewing, and it, it was watching that. That really is what I remember. I don't really remember much of the Magic days, you know. You were too young um, at that point. I was way too young. Yeah. I was way too young. I couldn't even really tell you when the first time I went to a game was, but I do remember I went to a game when Magic had come back from the whole AIDS thing, and I watched the game then. At that was time, the Great Western Forum. Uh, I, I love going to games. They're just so damn expensive. You know what I mean? I like that's. I just kind of avoid them now. But one of my favorite moments was my mom took me to a game seven, Lakers versus the Rockets, and it was when the Rockets had Ron Artest, and you know Lakers they had Kobe, and they were trying to bounce back from losing in the finals the year before. So it was a hot game seven in the first or second round, I think too. It, it was a hot game, bro, and they shouldn't have been there that early in the playoffs. I remember that. And I just remember really understanding what home court advantage is, hmm. being there, because it was so loud the entire time before the game even tipped off. And, like, being there, and my mom got us good seats. We're, like, five rows back from courtside, like, at an angle behind the backboard. And I, I knew it. Like, I could tell from being there, like, they didn't have a chance. Anybody that was there knew that this fucking team did not have a chance. And the Lakers blew them out. The game wasn't even close. It was like a fucking blowout. Just because of the energy right. of the people that were there. Just, right? like, the energy of the game, definitely. Like, the Rockets had no chance. And I think the Lakers just got their asses handed to them in game six, too. So, it wasn't, like, expected they were going to win. But, man, Lakers and Kobe have been in my family just growing up. 
growing up in SoCal. So it's just about watching all these games and moments with other family and other friends and rooting for the team and rooting for your home team. So it makes it easier when it's the home team. And I just always love Kobe, bro. He's the next coming of Michael Jordan. And he's just fucking hard. And he was always somebody that, like, I wanted to be. I wanted to be that cerebral assassin because that's not in my character. I'm I'm a very, like, soft guy. You know what I mean? Like, I could say that. Like, I'm I'm hard and I'm sharp, but I'm... Like, I'm easygoing. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to be, like, a hard gangster type, per se. I see what you're saying. But seeing Kobe and the Mamba mentality, like, that's, like, that was my inner animal. And that's what you saw when we would play basketball. Right. That was, like, your your you know um, I mean? spirit yeah. animal, that's, your spirit guidance, Kobe. Yeah, that's, that's where I try to go. I got a Lakers hat on right now. Mm-hmm. I got a Kobe bobblehead in front of me. I got this picture when Kobe died. R.I.P. Kobe on my desk Frame, right here. bro. Look at that, dude. Framed and it's my, it's my cat over your jerseys, over all my jerseys, and I happen to have like this little basketball. <laughs> Just put it right there. And yo, Kobe's the man. He's got, he's got a little. Bro, world. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that right. you have it framed in your on your desk. You know, like yes. I love that. That's right there, right there. <laughs> that's that's why right we're friends, man. Um, Hell yeah, bro. And I watched, I literally like, you know, growing up being a kid and having the time, I really did watch almost every single Laker game. Hmm. Like almost every single one, dude. When I watch Kobe highlights on YouTube and Laker highlights, like I remember watching those games live and and being in the moment. So Lakers all day, bro. Um, Why did you start working in Chili's? Uh, They were hiring. (laughs) They were hiring. I had experience. I was applying at a lot of different places at the time. <laughs> and Chili's was like, I put in the application and they hired me that day. And that was it. That, that's And that was it. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no other reason. Who wants to work like jobs like that? Yeah, I mean, right. I quit. I quit because I kept having those like server dreams, you know? What, what server dreams I, are you talking about? I don't, you know, like I was taking tables in my dreams. Oh, you get it. And they weren't even paying you. you. They weren't even paying you for that <laughs> I, shit, right? I'm, I'm literally kind of like feeling like I'm on the clock, bro, because I'm not getting good sleep. I have anxiety in these dreams because I'm dreaming about like tables that keep coming in and being sat and it's just me. And for anybody who's worked in the food game, I mean, you, you know what that's like. It's tough. It's a tough gig. It's a lot of work. You're running around a lot and it's stressful. So... I mean, quitting, there's numerous reasons to quit, but having those dreams really like, I was like, fuck, man, this is giving me a lot of anxiety. And it's not even like it's that dope of a job. And it's like, let me go explore other avenues, you know, but it was fun being, I was a good server. I I consider myself like I was one of the best there. I could handle my shit. I could handle a lot of tables. I could help out team teammates. You know what I mean? I wasn't a slouch and I was pretty good with people for the most part. Yeah. You were a pretty good server. I remember. Um, you know, uh, after me, but, um, I remember dropping food off at your table one time and I don't know what I said, but I made everybody laugh within like three seconds. Hmm. And I remember walking and you got mad at me. You were like, what the fuck did you just say to my table? That made him laugh. <laughs> You're like, you can't just drop off food. And in that three seconds, be the best server of the night. You know? Right. Hey. You make me look bad, bro. Don't make <laughs> me look bad. You know? Um, Alex, what did you where did you grow up and where do you consider home? Home is where Alexis is now. Oh, damn, bro. That's a good answer. Right? Like that's that's my wife, that's my family. I'm very proud of what I have and I'm very proud of just like having my own. You know, I'm very content with that. I love that. That's what it's all about. 
uh, you know, home is also my parents and stuff. Uh, California is still home. Mission Viejo is still like home. You know, that's where the fam is. Vegas is my new home and I've accepted it and I like it and I'm not complaining about it. It's dope. It's cool. It's this next chapter in life. And I grew a lot coming, coming here to Vegas. Mm. You know, I, uh, I was like, I was born and raised in Riverside, Inland Empire. You know, I did not know that actually. Uh, yeah, born and raised in Riverside. We moved out to Mission Viejo in like 2000, so freshman year of high school for me. And I spent all those years there, like 20, 30 years there. No, not 30 years, but. And you would ask me if uh, I could live anywhere, where would it be? Where would where would you want to live? Where is the, if you money, no option, where would you want to live? Man, you know, I watched this show called The Mediterranean Life. Mm -hmm. And it's about people that like essentially just pack up and move to the Mediterranean for this simple life, man. And, and it's like Spain or Greece yeah. or places like that, coastal, you know, where there's like little cafes that you could walk to and have a glass of wine every night. And it's not going to cost you a hundred dollars to go and have a nice night out with your lady, you know, and walk, you know, walk to a, an actual market and know you're like, you're the person giving you your produce, you know, like yeah. a place like that in the world, man, that's, that's, Everybody knows go. your and, name, kind of thing. Everyone's like, uh, and I've, I've pitched the idea to Alexis, man. I'm not giving up on it. We would have to travel and go to a place and see if we could actually do it. But, yo, if I get enough equity in this house and I sell and I could go buy out there and just buy off a property and like live like that, man, it's very appealing to me because a simple life, but with entertainment around me and health, I mean, is I, what I is what I really want. You know, I, like that's really what I want. I feel like that could definitely be a possibility but i think for both of you guys probably want to wait till you're a little bit older you know like a little yeah bit. yeah for sure there's there's a number of reasons why i wouldn't do that right now but i would say you know spain spain would be like the best place to live alex how did you get into um grilling i just always wanted one it was like a concept of owning a house and having a grill and having your thing in the backyard setup, like a smoker. Like I, I have a smoker. I need to get a grill, but I don't know, man. I love to eat. I love meat. You know what I mean? I love red meat, steaks, chicken's cool. I'll do that. But I just uh, wanted to learn how to cook and be a better cook. It is fun cooking. I hate cleaning, but cooking is fun. And uh, well, and yeah, man, it's just it's it's cool when people eat your food and they like it and they're enjoying it. Like that is a great feeling. And I'm not saying I'm a chef by any means, but I was trying to step my game up. But you get a you get a, a joy from providing that meal. I guess like uh, we have like something in us from back when we were, um, you know, hundred percent. You know, like that to, comes from to my provide, culture, right? To provide for your your tribe that, or to provide. That comes from my Jordanian culture and how I was raised and and my parents. Like you came to our house and. Every five minutes, we're asking you if you're hungry, if you want something to drink. It's like we don't, we almost don't accept no for an answer. Right. Right. And that's how it is. Like when you come to my house, you right. know, Alexis and I, we want to feed you. We'll get the charcuterie out. We'll get steaks. We'll you get start meals. grilling things up, you know, and like that. We got, you know, we're not saying BYOD. We got booze. We got alcohol here for you to just come and, and vibe out to and have fun with. So uh, that's just like, Within the culture, man, and it is. It's great. I would love to one day have like a really big meal for my family. I've, you know, all my family is in Cali, cousins, immediate, everybody's in California, even mm -hmm. though really most of my friends. So one day I'd love to have like a big meal at my house where I could like 
you're the cook. That. You're the you're the be head table one. in charge, right? You're the head, yeah, head of the table, pretty much. Yeah, because growing up, that's what it was a lot of for me. We'd go to uncles' houses, and it would just be a big feast, and everybody would be there, and entertain. So, ideally, that's what I would love. Growing up, Jordanian, Jordanian, right? Um, there's a lot of when I think of Jordanian, I think of um, a Muslim uh, being Muslim, right? But you're not Muslim, you're actually Christian. And that was um, one of the things that, you know, similar with us, but completely different. Um, what's it like growing up a, a, a Middle Eastern Christian? I mean, in America, the Christian thing just made it more easy to uh, identify with other people and just with everyone around me, mm -hmm. for the most part. It was actually when we went to Jordan and visited Jordan in 2004, where I we actually felt like outcast almost. It was it mm. was weird. It was being in Jordan where we felt like outcast. Uh, but growing up Jordanian, I definitely felt like similar to you, man. Definitely just uh, different. You know what I mean? Like I never really hung out with friends outside of school till like high school, till like yeah, high school, because it was just always weekends were for family. We go to see all our cousins, which is dope. Now, I mean, I love it. I love having all those memories those memories like are so important to me like you know seeing cousins and family every um but yeah do you think yeah i mean i definitely felt definitely felt a little different uh did you have you ever like looked into islam as a have you ever looked into it or is it something that is ever kind of uh you know i don't i don't necessarily study religions to be mm -hmm. honest to be you know i i grew up catholic and Christian, and you know, we went to church every Sunday, so that's just where I got my teachings. And uh, you know, I read a couple of books, you know, as an adult, but to be honest, I'm not like I'm a spiritual person, I think about it all the time, but I don't necessarily go to religion to get my spiritual food to feed my soul, you know. I when I do go to church, I go to church because that's just what I know and what I'm comfortable with. So when I go to church, I feel great, you know, I don't go every Sunday, I actually haven't been in like years, but. Like, you know, uh, yeah, I guess I would study it just to, to know it better, I guess. But I don't really study religion like that. So it's not a – I more, more try to identify with someone who is Muslim or Islamic. That's really – I mean that's that, that's the studying I would get really is just understanding you or and other people and just seeing mm. that like ultimately, bro, we all want the same thing. I'm not, I'm not a practicing Muslim or anything like that. I mean I am also spiritual. I feel like that's – the same thing I would say, um, but uh, I was raised um, to be Muslim. But my parents don't even practice or anything. Anyway, how many kids yeah. are you and Alexis going to have? Shit. Baby, I think one. I think one. One? We're going to have the one. We'll name him Neo. Neo. <laughs> so you, you want a boy or? Um, I, want, I want a healthy baby. I a healthy baby. I just want the baby to be healthy for their own sake and for, mm. you know, tough, man. It's tough raising a kid. I imagine. My heart, go my heart goes out to, you know, people who yeah. have to deal with illness and stuff. Um, uh, tell me about hip-hop music and how you got – who introduced you to hip-hop? My cousins. My cousins, my older cousins – uh, introduced me to hip hop because they were they were listening to Tupac, Biggie. It was nineties, you mm -hmm. know. I was young. My parents didn't let me listen to that shit. No, mm -hmm. no, no, no. That you know, my parents were strict, man. They they definitely watched 
what I could listen to. And this is back in a day where that was very easy for parents, you know? Right. It's not so easy now for parents to to stop their kids from listening to what they want to listen to. Right. So, but yeah, that's who introduced me, really. It was my family, and it was like Tupac, Dr. Dre, Biggie, you know, the, the 90s got me into hip-hop, man. And uh, But I got reintroduced with my boy, Mike. Mike introduced me to hip hop like he introduced me to the underground to the backpack scene the conscious hip hop and that's when i started smoking weed too at the first time so it was the combination of the weed and the hip hop mm. like being reintroduced to the lyrics that made me creative and that's when you and started I, the shadow prophets with with mike right you started the yeah. shadow prophets you started writing and, yeah. and doing your thing with the shadow prophets it's just uh, like anything else i get like addictive to something that i find that i like and i get passionate and I tune in, man, and it was all with freestyling. You know, he he liked to freestyle, and I was like, I can't freestyle. Yes, you can though. You can you freestyle. Know, I can now, but like, and I'm not like super dope with it. But I have my moments mm -hmm. where you tap in, you just get lost, right? But yeah, dude, I remember trying to spit my first line, and just it was one line, and that was it. Two lines, that was it. And I don't know, man, just got got into it, and then creating it just added to the love of it and it gave me more of an appreciation too for people that make music because i critique it as someone who tries to make it like mm. i've you know i did it for like three four years where i try to make music and i still write bars still from write. time to time right. and you know i still like read lyrics and study lyrics uh you can so go find it's definitely on a soundcloud page apex yeah. alx oh shit yeah you know yeah, man, that's the new shit. Yeah, that's actually, the... I mean, okay. it's I, you know what, man. To to be honest, it's pretty good. Fuck around, shit. Um, the the one you you um you released one where man, it sounds like a news. Um, the beginning is like a news kind of a cast, you know, like a dun 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 dun, dun, dun. and then you start talking, and I'm like, you sent that song to me, okay? And, uh. and I'm listening to it, and I'm listening to it like just like first, I'm like, yo, this sound. It immediately I jumped. I was like. This motherfucker started a podcast by himself and he's sending it to me, you know, and then you start rhyming. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I, was, I got so like, I got so like, like, and then he, he, would, he would send it to me, you know, but no, it was, um, you started rapping, but, it, but man, I, I love, I love when you send me a new song that you're working on, you know, and I feel like, are those songs, what are you doing with them? Are they completed? Are you still working on those songs? Are you working on an EP? Are you still creatively being creative with music uh, i'm doing them for fun right now so not not putting any expectation on and just making it for fun and just that's really honestly all i'm doing i don't have an intention i feel like if i get good at it again and really get into my bag and i'm and i'm feeling it mm -hmm. then maybe i'll try to put like a uh, five, seven track, just like little EP and really just work on it and make it a year, two years. Cause I mean, I, I'm not trying to blow up and be a SoundCloud rapper. That's what I'm not trying to do. I'm just trying to do it for fun and put it out there. And that's it. Just for the simple fact that I can, mm. you know, <laughs> like really I'm trying to make it quality at the same time, but I'm not no sound engineer. So this is the first time in my life that I've ever had like all this stuff where I could record and edit. So I'm just fucking around with it. That's all. You know, I'm just like, I have it, so why not try it and why not do it? But I'm also kind of hoping that it sparks something else. I'm not necessarily banking on my music. I'm just a writer in general. I like to write. So I thought it'd always be cool to like write a dope movie script or write like 
a cool book or something that could be turned into a movie or something like that, or even a TV show. But that's kind of what I'm hoping it like sparks. Just just being in an element of creativity and just rolling with it and just having fun with it, using it as a hobby, you know. Other than other than Kobe Bryant, um, who was somebody? Who was somebody that you looked up to as a as a youth, as a kid? Who was somebody that you looked up to and was like, oh, that's that's something I want to do. That's some somebody I want to be. Eminem for sure. Eminem was was huge when he came out. It was just he was just a white guy and he was a uh, just off what everybody else was doing mm -hmm. and he was trying to make it in hip hop. Mm -hmm. And we all know it. He raps about it too. I mean, he says he wouldn't have blown up if he wasn't white, right? right. But who knows? If he was black, he might have lived a different life and he still would have been dope. But that's what makes Eminem dope is he never tried to be like a hard gangster. He just had his own little slim shady style. And I know he's not the first to invent a style like that, but it was dope. I mean, he damn near perfected it, and it was sick at the time. And he was the, he was one of the biggest things when this guy came out, and he was sick with it, and he was sick with it. And so Eminem was definitely like a role model just for that sake, and feeling like an outcast but loving hip hop. And then other than Kobe, I mean, obviously like you know family pops and stuff, but. Uh, that was, I mean, Michael Jordan, it was always basketball and music, you know, so Michael Jordan, Tupac was cool, you know, I like, Tupac, kinda, Mike, all right, you um, know what I mean, I, yeah. I don't have any, like, I'm not gonna front and be like Martin Luther King or like any, anything like that, like those mean something to me now, older, but when I was a kid, it was just like the athletes, dude, the athletes mm. and the rappers, that's who I wanted to be. For me, it was Patrick Ewing. You know, so I definitely know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. and to me, it's like Patrick Ewing still to this day. You know, like loyalty. Um, you know, Patrick Ewing is just to me loyalty is important. Um, um, where do you see, where do you see yourself in five years? Man, doing this, doing this. Uh, at a you know just just having it be successful doing it and being successful and successful just meaning like you know a good a good set of people listening and tuning in man i want to make it a thing to be like at least 30 pounds lighter 20 to 30 pounds lighter i want to get my health right so get, like being at like having a, a set healthy active routine in five years you know and being more established career-wise Obviously, I mean, I got to figure out what I need to do career-wise because that's – that's, and I don't know. I don't have an answer for that, and that's what I'm mad about myself. But it's a weird world, man. It's it's weird times, and uh, what I have now is, like, decent, pays the bills, and it's good, but I want more than that, right? Like, I want to, like, really, like – I want to live right, dude. I want to live right, but I want to do it on my own, so – Owning a business, man, and making like whether it be this or something else, but doing something on my own. Definitely want to be your own boss, right? Like that's, I mean, fuck working, fuck anyone telling you what time you got to go to bed, time you got to wake up, time you, you know, you right. got to come in. Fuck all that. Like I'm, um, what was right, man? Like I want to send my parents on a vacation. I want to do right. shit like that. You know, that's what I want to do within within five years, man. You know, I just bought a house, so I know like realistically i'm gonna be here i'm gonna be here in vegas doing my thing but you never know where life takes you so fuck. what was the moment that you knew uh alexis was the one 
Uh, that's like that's one of those things where I might I might not be able to say. It was just a a situation where we broke the law mm. for family to save her to, to to just be there for someone important and uh, and it really was like a like a really big thing, right? Like it really helped this person. Yeah, out. you got to tell me the story, dude. I... Doing so, I can't because it's like not my story to tell. You mm. get what I'm saying? But mm. that was the moment because. You know, we had to lie to the cops about <laughs> like breaking an entry. It was nothing bad, like you know what I mean. But and I thought to myself at the time when like all this shit was happening, like man, I'm ri- like she's putting me in a position right now where like you know things are a little hairy, like things get a little hectic. Like, is this the right one? But then mm. I thought of it as this is what she's willing to do for someone she loves and Mm. someone that needs it and it's and it was like if that was me that she loves i know i got a woman that will do whatever and that is truly the case with her man she's fucking the best she's the best she got me 100 and i really never even questioned it and that that was the moment where i knew it could have been some serious for sure man yeah man whenever whenever i visit you guys you know i'm i'm always kind of pleased uh that alexis is always super chill she's never she's never i never look at her as like your girlfriend you know or like your wife it's more of like she's just the homie too you know i feel like she's nice enough to me where um she's the homie as well i feel like she uh yeah she's (laughs) (laughs) i think about it but like yeah it's always it's always a pleasant um time you grew on her you grew on her yeah i'm glad (laughs) Um, uh, <laughs> and she, no, nah, man, it is always a pleasant time. Last time you were out here, we, you know, we just hung out and it was cool, man. Yeah. It was fun. I, uh, man, last time I was out there, man, I still feel bad about it. I told my mom this story and she was like, you idiot, you know, like, but we, <laughs> we had been up drinking, you know, and, uh, I went and I went, you know, before you had gone to bed, I went and I got an ice cream bar, you know, out of the freezer, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> it was so good. This ice cream bar was so, the bomb it was like four in the morning. We said our good nights, you know, and I was like, and now, then I was about to go up to the bedroom and, and you, you know, you guys put out this nice bed for me and nice sheets, everything clean sheets, no Airbnb right. dirty sheets, you know? <laughs> um, and, and before bed, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to get one more of those ice creams, you know, just one more of those. They're good. And right, dude. It's the Haagen-Dazs. It's it the, the Haagen-Dazs, Haagen-Dazs right? chocolate bars. Haagen-Dazs yeah, with, the, with the nuts on the outside. So good. And I went and I start eating it. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up in the morning and I've got chocolate and ice cream all over the front of my everything. And it's all over these brand new sheets. And I felt so horrible. And I went yeah. down to the, and I went down to the, to the laundry machine. I try to, <laughs> and then I put the, the remote in with the laundry, man. It was a hot mess express, but. Um, yeah, bro. But it was, I mean, we partied that night, so I got to yeah. accept semi-responsibility you know what i mean like yeah. we were it was a good night um good night we we're shots and, and all kinds of so from doing aside aside from me doing things like that you know where i'm and i feel like aside from me being late all the time what's your favorite thing about me your favorite Yo, your, your favorite thing you know not not i mean you know 
Then you say a lot no, of we'll, things that, that bother you about yeah, me. Yeah, we'll keep it. Well, no, we'll keep it simple. I mean, you just got a good heart, bro. Really, Thanks, I man. always tell you that. That's really what it just comes down to. Thank and you. I know when it comes like like with me, it's always good intentions. Like I know I could count on you. You know what I mean? It's always good intentions. Like thank you. I know you're not a shyster. I know you don't have like uh, you don't play angles. You don't play games. You know what I mean? So that's that's really what it comes down to, man. Kendrick your or trust. Co- Kendrick your or Kobe. Trust. Oh, Kobe. All right. Kobe, K- K- yo, K- Kendrick's Kendrick's obviously like he's the he's my favorite rapper, bro. Kendrick's Kendrick, but Kobe, man, come on, he's giving me all those memories, all those shots, all those buckets, dunks, steals, championships. I, I knew the answer to it. Moments, yeah. moments in time. You know what I mean? Like it's Kobe all day. I still say Kobe when I shoot. You know what I mean? I still <laughs> say Kobe when I when I shoot a trash Dude, a trash can. So today. I was playing NBA 2K 2022, okay? And uh, and I play my team, okay? That's that's the mode I mess with. And yeah. in my team, they have these invincible cards where um they're like the best cards in the game. You know, you're not you're not gonna get them, you know? And this morning I bought I unopened I opened a pack of the cards and it's an invincible card and I flip it over. It's a fucking Kobe Bryant invincible card. I go, yeah. It's one of the best cards. It's one of the best cards, and I'm so stoked because I haven't really played with it yet. But it's gonna be dope. I'm gonna keep going it. on a win. You're going on a winning streak. Yeah. But then I was. I thought of you. I was like, oh, it's Alex. It's that Alex energy. But that's all I got for you today, bro. So, I mean, that's uh, right. Right. Let's, let's do the ten blades. Yeah. One, two, three, ten. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten blades, bro. Who's first? You or me? Ten, ten blades. Who's first? Uh, whatever you want, bro. Go ahead. You're the right. eldest. All right. You're the, elder, you're the elder. All right. What do you think about the Blade One? What do you think about social media? I think it's powerful. Mm. I think it's powerful. I think it could be used for good. Obviously, you can market yourself. That's what we're trying to do with it. Mm. And it's also manipulative. So that's what I think. Blade Two. You gotta, you gotta be careful. Mm. It's like it's like a drug. You gotta master your high. You gotta master the drug. Don't let it control master your high. You. Don't let it take. Don't let it take you over. You know. Do the drug. Don't let the drug do you. Exactly. That's what. That's or take what the drug. Media. Don't let the drug take you. Well, we're taking it. We're all addicted to it. It's it's mm. releasing endorphins in our True. mind every time every time we refresh that page to see something new. So we're all addicted to it. Blade two. What's the soundtrack to your life? So I can't even pretend like I didn't think about this question, mm. right? I really I really thought about this question, and it's West Coast hip hop. It's West Coast hip hop. If I had to narrow it down, there's so much out there. But if I had to narrow it down, Tupac was such a pivotal role early listening to rap. And he's one of my favorite artists that I respect. Kendrick Lamar is one of my favorite artists that I respect. Snoop Dogg is one of my favorite artists. You know what I mean? Even like the Dog Pound. So West Coast dilated, dilated peoples, the game, you know, just all, all these people. From from West Coast, I love so I just love it so much. And every time I hear a hip hop West Coast beat, it's just nostalgic and it's fun for me. Hmm. All right. So, what's the best concert you've ever? Blade Three. What's the best concert you have ever been to? Kanye, by far. Kanye was like definitely like I could. That's like a moment where I could really look back in my head, like I could remember everything. Do you remember the name of the tour? And in the fields, and it was the Yeezus tour. Hmm. That was a great Which show. The, which to me is always ironic because like I don't like that album that much at all. Like that's got got to be one of his lower albums. But the tour was sick. I mean, when it yeah. came down to him playing all his greatest, it was a great show. Blade Four. What's your favorite movie? 
favorite movie, I'm going to go with Slumdog Millionaire. Ooh, what? Dude, Slumdog Millionaire is, I love that shit, man. Mm. I love it because it's a story about how just like this slumdog, this street kid, or just a kid that's living life and going through life experiences, ends up having all the answers at the end for this million-dollar game show. But all he wants is his woman that he loves. It's a great love story. And it's a it's a beautiful story of like just really growing up in the slums and the hard life in India. And the way it's shot and the way the director does it, it's like entertaining. It's fast-paced. It just it, it gets me, and I love that. I love the concept of like – your life memories and your experiences is your riches at the end. You know, I need to rewatch that movie, man. I haven't, I can't it's remember great. it. Oh, so great. And you know, like, and they're torturing this kid in the show cause he's getting the questions right. And they don't, they think he's cheating. Like they don't, how does this fucking slum dog have the answers? You know what I mean? Right. It's great. It's fucking awesome. Blade five. If you were a wrestler, what would your name be? The big belly boy. <laughs> all right I'd, I'd be the i'd be the big belly blow boy and i'd like just you know do a big BBB. belly flop from the top so, from the top so you'd be like a um um a bam bam bigelow type kind of? yeah that's more that's a way better way to put it yeah mm. bam bam bigelow so right. the big belly boy would be like bam bam bigelow reincarnated all right sure. all right bet, bet. i like it all right all yeah. right blade six what did you want to be when you were a kid basketball player for sure Basketball player, all right. I wanted to be. I wanted to be in the NBA. Blade Seven. If you could pick any celebrity to be you in a movie, who would you pick? I would pick the guy that uh, plays the Punisher in the Marvel se- Tom, series. Tom, John. Oh, John Berthall. John Berthall. John Berthall. Okay. He was he was Shane in uh, Walking Dead. In, oh like, you know, yeah, first yeah, season, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I like him. And, I like him. Uh, and he's like in We Own the City that just came out. He's like quietly turned into a really good actor. Of yeah, he's our very time. good. He's actually. been, yeah. yeah. And yo, man, he grows a beard, shaves the head. I think he would be dope. He'd be dope to play me. That's I agree. I, I agree. Um, late eight. Who is on your Mount Rushmore? Dad, mom, Alexis, and then I'll throw a curveball out of the family bunch, and I'll say Kobe. Blade Nine, do you believe in fate? Yes, I do. Yeah, I, you know, we live this life and it's great. And it's like when we're making these choices, it's definitely free will. But then sometimes everything just lines up and things fall into place and you think something or something happens or, or whatever. And I, yeah, I just think that's fate. And Blade 10, what type of culture are you trying to cultivate? Uh, creative one a creative culture creative just like a creative culture where you're always kind of like using your mind and and being artistic and being expressive and communicative you know collaborative yeah you know i mean it's always in the arts anything i'm doing to to take my time is pretty much always in the arts whether i'm listening to music watching tv watching you know shows whatever the case may be, reading a book, communicating, podcasts, listening to podcasts, doing all that. It's, everything is within the arts. Like I just, so it's just being creative. Be creative. Yeah, man. You, you know, it's like, it's, it's crazy, bro, because you asked me that question and we ask people that question all the time and it's like, it's still blind. Like, it's, I was still like, whew, it's hard. what is the culture? Hmm. 
It's interesting, bro. All right, you ready? I'm ready for the blades, bro. Ready for the blades. Bring the blade, bro. All right. All right, bro. You know how it goes. Mm -hmm. Blade one. What do you think about social media? I think it's a necessity, uh, uh, a necessary, an, an evil, but it's a necessary evil. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. It's a <laughs> we. It's something that we need. We can't live without it, and it's brought it's brought our society ahead leaps and bounds. You know, like just the sharing of information and being able to um, go live. You know, like go live at, at a moment's notice and kind of, you know. Right. I, I don't know that to me that's a power that I don't think that anybody really intended on on us having, you know, and being able to yield that, you know, is a really um beneficial and, and if you know how to use that, man, like you're 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 powerful in today's day and age. So yeah. Yeah, that's pretty true. much it. That's true for sure. What's the soundtrack to your life? I would say um Cottonmouth King's positive vibes mm. or Tangerine Sky. Something like well, you know, off that album, off that um endless highway album kind of thing um but yeah pretty much uh yeah something like that Cotton Mouth king oh. yeah all right what's the best concert you've ever been to i would have to say um it would be uh the hatchet rising tour uh the insane clown posse the hatchet rising tour uh which is they brought everybody on their label out uh, so it was like dark lotus insane clown posse twisted blaze you dead homie and they all performed on this incredible show you know and to me it was just it was dope, man. It was, it was, it was just dope. What year was it? This was like, man, back in 2004, 2003, 2002. Man. Like, a long ass time ago, yeah. What's your favorite movie? The Fight Club. That's a fucking good one. That's, that's my favorite. I watch it every single time I break up with a girl. I watch that movie. <laughs> so I watch it a lot. Is that a breakup movie? Is that I guess it kind of. I mean, a, he, had, he has a twisted. He has a twisted love story. It's with, an empowerment. You know. It's an empowerment thing. It's a. Uh, it's um. Okay. It it, it 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 builds me back up. You know what I'm saying? Like after I've been beaten and knocked down, you know, it kind of reminds me of like, oh wait a minute, this shit is dope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, life. Yeah. Is... It, yeah, it's dope. It's a sick concept, bro. Definitely one of my favorite movies. That's it. Uh, what would your wrestling name be? Um. Well, uh, I, I, Wally Warlocks, you know, I mean, that's, that is my wrestling name. You know, I am a wrestler. It would yeah. be, and then my managerial name, uh, what I would be, in, if I was a manager, it would be Bobby, okay. Bobby Bat style, you know? So like, like the Bobby name Brain. fits both different, different concepts of mm. what you're trying to do. Yeah, Wally's more of like a wild, wild and crazy guy, you know, and Bobby is okay. more of a. So is that like a Rey Mysterio type fight style or what? Uh, no, how, well, how, what, what would your fight style be? Well, my fight style would be like X Pac, you know, because I'm a little bit, right. you know, so right. I'm 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 a little bit, yeah, you know, like kind of like <laughs> you're a punk, <laughs> yeah, a punk, punk, right? You know, so and, and then like my managerial style would be more of like, um, like a uh, 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 Jim Cornette, you know, with the with the hat running with the with the tennis rackets and stuff like that, you know, so right. I'll just be running around. But we're halfway we're halfway through we're halfway through blade mm. six what did you want to be when you were a kid man uh you remember my little brother showed that he had like the paper with it said the doctor he wanted to be a doctor so yeah. i did the same thing we went you know in, in elementary school and what i did i wrote i wanted to be a rapper that's what i wrote yeah. my teacher told me like you don't want to be a rapper. first first grade yeah. was <laughs> my teacher told me like you don't want to be a rapper <laughs> and I remember I was like, "What?" So then she went, made me go change it. She made me go do it again, and I and then I put, Damn. then I put doctor, and then she accepted that. 
But that's I always so remember that. I always remember that. But then I did end up kind of somehow turning to be a rapper of sorts, you know? Of sorts. <laughs> mm. uh, Blaze 7, if you could pick any celebrity to be you in a movie, who would that celebrity be? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Dope. I've seen I've seen him in Nightcrawler, and I, no, I can definitely dope. see. Yeah, mm. no, he's sick. He's another he's another great actor of our time. Oh, sure. Him or Benicio del Toro. Uh, That'll okay. be a good one, right? Mm. Yeah, mm. no, for sure, for sure, dude. Blade Eight. Let's see how you answer this one. Who's in your Mount Rushmore? So, you know, I want to do the. I want to see. I want. This question, it was always meant to, to be like, I didn't want people to answer like the family way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to put, all right, I'm just going to answer it my way. All right. Um, Quentin Tarantino. Okay. All right. Um, all right. You got Hulk Hogan. Okay. Okay. You got, I got you. Um, Method Man. From the Wu-Tang Clan. Big. Okay. Okay. And then you got um, um, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Yo, you're Mount Rushmore. You're Mount Rushmore sick, bro. It's all I'll answer. I'll change my answer and answer it your way. <laughs> you know, when you ask people, though, on, like, record, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Say you're Mount Rushmore. I get why people answer it the way you do. But, like, we might have to take that question out because, I don't know, it has, like, uh, doesn't flow with the rest of them quite quite like the other ones do. You know what I mean? I mean, unless you answer but, it the way I, the way I yeah, answer it. Yeah, if you it, make you know it fun. Saying? But, you know, sometimes it's, like, do you, like – it's just uh, I don't immortalize necessarily celebrities like that. You get what I'm saying? But I get what you're saying. But, it's having but, fun. But we're with not it. really actually immortalizing shit. Immortal, you're you're right. right. Yeah. <laughs> like what? I know. I'm overthinking. It's my yeah. chest. It's my right. chest mind. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll answer it. Fun though. I'll go The Rock, mm -hmm. Will Smith, okay, Kobe, okay, Tupac. All right. All right. The Rock. Hell yeah, The Rock is sick as fuck, bro. The Rock is the sick Rock as fuck. Was, but... The Rock, when I was young and a kid, he was he was in the WWF and he was he was entertaining us there, and he was like the best to fucking do it. He really yeah. was one of still the best is. to still fucking is. do it, bro. Is, right. And you know what I mean? They people mock his style now. You know, no, they, they take don't mock all... his style. No, I'm sorry. No, I you know I didn't mean imitate. Mock. They imitate. take it, imitate. Yeah, mm. they imitate. They imitate. They take from you know, John his, Cena. Took from him. John his cousin. Cena. Is doing amazing right now. His cousin has been on yeah. for two years, been a champion for two years, dog. That's on. Yeah. I mean, amazing. So yeah, man, the rock, the rock, and now he's just a big movie star, and he's like, you know, he's pretty much an inspirational speaker too, as yeah. well. And Fresh Prince, the what Will Smith, the Fresh Prince. Yeah, that's like uh, I grew up wanting to be the Fresh Prince, watching that TV show. I wanted to be that cool guy that got the girls, but that was funny and, I, and care and carefree with it. That's am I your that's Jazzy Jeff. Style. Am I your Jazzy Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, bro. All right. Definitely your Jazzy Jeff. 100%. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, man. Let's keep it going with you, though. We got on me. Let's keep it going. Blade Nine, do you believe in fate? Um, yes and no. Uh, I, as much as I'd like to, I, uh, I think a lot of this is is not. I mean, it's just random dumb luck, and, and a lot of it's just kind of you know. No, there's nobody writing shit for you. Nobody cares about you. Nobody's nobody is writing anything for you, dog. It's just it. This is just it. And then when you die, it's black. 
pretty much it. Dark. Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, sorry, Damn. sorry, bro. Shit. Like we're we're like barely standing now at Blade Ten. It's like scarred. No. Mm. Uh, what type of culture are you trying to cultivate? Um, type of culture that's that I would be proud of. Um, in the future, you know, like to look back on on myself and be like, wow, you know, you lived a a, a good life. You um you brought um good people around you and um you you created you know something to be proud of man that's about it it's just something that you know i'd like to be proud of in the future yeah that's it something to be proud of that's the one i'm I'm trying to cultivate that something to be proud of because it's hard you know like with the 33 threes with the 33 threes you know man i mean it was i was trying my best and you know it it was hard you know a lot of people you know, somebody had said something like, um, if you wanna if you wanna see who your friends truly are, you know, start a business. A client will become a friend way quicker than a friend will become a client, you know? And it's just like it's, it's true, man. You know, but anyway, I heard that on TikTok, so I just had to, you know, anyway. But yeah, Yo, man. man. So who's got the who's just, got the uh, who's got we the We just did the ten blades, huh? We just did the ten who, blades. That was kind of fun, bro. We never we uh, never, that was I've fun. never been interviewed. I've yeah. never been interviewed. That was fun, actually. And when we do these shows with people, that's what they always say. And it's like, yeah, you, well, I've never even been in their shoes. So it's cool. Gives us a different perspective. Who's got the uh, lyrical miracle today? Huh? Is that you or me? You could do it. You could do it. I don't uh, have one. I need to be, all right. Um, give me a moment here. Can we end it with a joke instead of a lyrical miracle? I got a good joke for you. Do it, bro. Why don't let's we do it? Let's do it. Let's switch it up to a joke. Uh, let's call it the the woke joke. It's called a woke joke. No, I'm just joking. Give me a second here. All right, I got the woke joke for the week. All right, here we go. This is gonna be good. What what do you call a potato with a penis? A dictator. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> No, that's it. Hell yeah. All right, man. Well, yo, this was fun. Capture culture. Much love. This wraps up this episode of Capture Culture. Thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate it. If you'd like to check out more content, check us out on Instagram and YouTube at Capture Culture Podcast. Thanks again. Stay blessed at your best and with a solid flex. Peace.